Hey guys, Jared and Kyle here. Today on the podcast, we've got David Shugart. Now, we've never had somebody from the food industry on the podcast, so we're going to talk about what it takes to follow your passion. And in this episode, we start with a passion, we have a dash in the middle, and we end with the passion in the books. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. Welcome, everybody. You got Jared here. Kyle Voss. Welcome to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. How you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Headed to Bristol tomorrow. We can't get for, much better. For what? For the race. The night race. Oh. Yeah. So we're leaving in the morning. We'll watch, uh, what is it, the Xfinity Series or whatever, yeah. Friday night, and then we go back for the Cup Series on Saturday night. You know, I never did a night race at Bristol. Here is like the place to be if you're it's, a NASCAR guy. That's the best It's, it's race a place to be year. if you're not a NASCAR guy. It's just fun. Is it? Yeah. Now I've been to the drag strip. What are they called? Thunder Valley? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool too. I mean, yeah, not, and I hadn't been there since uh, MPS took us, and that's yeah, ages ago. That's decades ago. So cool. All right, got an interesting guest today. Yeah, Mr. Uh, David Shugart is a uh, is a yeah. Where's the clap? Is a uh, entrepreneur himself. Mm-hmm. Several businesses in the in the. What the food industry? I guess you'd call it. That's correct. Yep. Which you said you've done a little bit of everything. Some a lot of marketing, a lot of a lot of marketing and sales. We should be able to get a lot of good nuggets from him. We're going to get into podcast. I want to get into the background of that, but it'd be eager to hear some of uh, the stories and, and learning curves. So this would be good. Yeah, I guess start off by by giving us your, a little bit of your background. You local local boy grew up here in in Wahala. I, I did. I went to uh, Wahala High School and uh, uh, graduated from there, and uh, went to North Carolina State. Played football on a scholarship there, and uh, from there moved on to Pennsylvania for uh, in the cable industry and. Lived in Pennsylvania for about 25 years. Yeah. And, what uh, took you to Pennsylvania? The, the work or? I did. I worked in, I worked for Time Warner Cable, uh, which is no longer existing, but uh, I transferred up to Reading, Pennsylvania and, as uh, in sales and marketing and uh, okay. stayed in that field for a number of years. So they grabbed you right out, of, right out of college and said, hey, move to PA. We got a job for you. Yep. Were you doing the marketing for the cable or were you doing the trench digging for the cable no, no, I, I was in the marketing and and had a sales department uh and and keep in mind 40 years ago mtv was just launching the espn was brand new everybody and, uh, everybody wanted cable back c- then. cable was and it was happening great reception and 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 it was rocking it was a rocking yep. industry for a number of years now yeah, Jared's got some history in that industry. Not so much the cable, more yeah. on the satellite side, but yeah. It's, but uh, you it's probably, you were in satellite in the same, probably, uh, good years. Of our era, yeah. Yeah, of your, like your era of satellite was what he was talking about with cable, right? It's like yeah, had, so he was actually, in the cable world, uh, they were installing cable to watch MTV when it still showed music videos. Yeah. And we were installing satellite <laughs> after they stopped, after MTV stopped sharing music videos. Yeah, was, yeah. reality show. Yeah. Road rules and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I guess the, yeah, the point I, what I was, you know, like. And I started in sales and marketing for a, a satellite company. So our background would be very similar. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then uh, worked there for what? Well, after I, I got out of the cable industry, I actually traveled around with the company, and you were talking about uh, going to a race. I actually went to different markets from from up in New York City down to Florida, and we would set up a team and set up a, a company that sold local ad spots in different cable 
markets to, from and and we went to Daytona and and the Speedway was one of our customers early on way way wow. back in and that was such an interesting place to be able to go down on the racetrack. It's, Give us yeah. that time frame. Is this eighties? Yeah, mid eighties. Yeah, prime, prime, <laughs> prime, prime NASCAR day yeah. in Daytona. Yeah. So, were you like the middlemen? Like, were you were you going and selling ad spots, and then going back to the people who actually listed the that did the ad that hosted the ad, and basically saying, "Hey, we've sold a customer for you." Or were you working for the cable company themselves? We we worked for the company that got the cable rights, the gotcha. lo- local ad spots, and ESPN, and all the the. TV programmers had local ad spots, so your local car dealership, furniture right. places, whatever. We'd sell them a spot. We hired a film crew and hired a local staff to set up an office, and we'd blitz an area for yeah six to eight weeks, and then we'd move to another location, do it all over again. And uh, it so, was it was really interesting uh, the number of places that we went to. And, and are blitz. you married at this time? No. <laughs> That's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of road time, a lot of airplane time, yeah, it was. town to town. Yeah, it was. I that, mean, we, that's the prime of life. Uh, <laughs> we, when you're single and just selling. going here to there and you're making money. When, and, when sales is your drug of choice. Yeah. 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 Every time yes. you, you sign the you get or a, a new town, <laughs> you get a yes. document signed, you're like, yes. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it, it was great. I mean, you know, you, you really, it was such a rush day after day. Yeah. Uh, because it was new and it never know, the it, same thing twice, right? Yeah, and, uh, the mm. people that you run across and the different businesses. Uh, it, it was a it was a fascinating time for uh, no doubt for for a brief while. Yeah, uh, long, long before you could target. Oh yeah, anybody, oh, yeah. <laughs> that did. Yep. Uh, Targeting back then was hey you if you yeah <laughs> can I, I grab five minutes of your time? <laughs> I want everybody that watches Channel Four. That's how you targeted. That was it. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't even there wasn't much to go on for yep. lead generation. See, that we do today. Do you still have any of those contacts from those days? You keep in touch with any no, of those? No, but that uh, that business really faded out. Uh, you know, it became more of a national thing, and uh, yeah, it really changed after after a few years. But uh, there for a brief time, it was it was interesting. Okay, so then, so you get out of the cable industry or selling ads, travel in the country. You decide you're going to open a restaurant in yeah, Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, a little little corner. Deli and and it's crazy setup when I think back about it. But the deli with cheese steaks and Italian sandwiches. But uh, but I did ribs and and fried chicken in the city. Uh, we were about forty five minutes away from uh, Philadelphia in Ready. Yeah. And uh, it was just uh, it was crazy. Uh, don't don't know why this uh, country boy from Wahala was <laughs> doing, doing a, you know doing a restaurant in, in Reading, Pennsylvania. But it was uh, was this a startup or did you buy a restaurant that was already working? Well, it was sort of working before the guy that had it. He never was open during normal hours because he didn't want any inspectors or anybody around which is <laughs> which is one of my first uh first lessons that uh that i guided at you a, think yeah. it was in Wahala. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah sure. i got i got an education rather quickly on that ordeal and uh but it, it worked out and uh yeah uh, you know but uh, it, it, so was, it was interesting what intrigued you to go from road time to uh, delhi sandwich market was it was it the Road time, or was it you really had a passion for food? Oh, well, I did have a, have a passion for, for restaurant business. My dad was in it for many years when I, when I was younger, and uh, 
I always liked it, uh, but I, I began to uh, settle down, got uh, got serious with my my wife now, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, just just got an opportunity to go down this avenue and uh, yeah. I'm and sure there was some of that. I want to work for myself in there too. Just right? yeah, just always have had the urge to be. You know, I say my own boss, but you really. You're still at the mercy of everybody at that point. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the customers are the boss. That's they, right. Don't ever that's lose right. sight yeah, of that. That's, I mean, that's, that's a really good point. You know, that, that's a really good point. That just doesn't change. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what business it you is. Not only you have one boss, now you have a bunch of them. Yeah. So every, many companies could learn from that statement. Yeah. Customers are the boss. Yeah, they are. Period. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's That's not it. any more complicated than that. And, well, uh, you don't have a business without him, so there might as well. I mean, exactly. Yep, it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, All right. So, how long did you, how long did that restaurant? I had it about eight years. Um, you know, number of remodels. We grew the business, uh, thankfully, you know, over time. And, you know, you just have that mindset of failure is not an option. Yeah. I know we've heard that before, but. Boy, when you when you put your your heart, your wallet into it, and everything that you and your family That's right. have. That's right. You know yep. you don't get the. You, not so, win. so you were working more than nine to five. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, as I often say, I, uh, restaurant business or being your own boss or whatever, how you want to look at that, it's a it's a commission job. It's a sales job every day. You're not guaranteed a customer to come in. I mean, when that's you unlock right. the door, you, you just... That's right. And the food business is interesting to me because I said, for one, I'll never do it. I don't want anything to do with it. I, I'm just out because of the food itself being a commodity. Yep. So even though you have fresh salad today, but you don't have a customer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you sell? A not-so-fresh salad the next <laughs> no, like no, you still got consumables. It right? doesn't and the, the work. consumables are tough. So... When you're starting out, were you just overwhelmed at the learning curve that you went through, or did it come pretty natural and you learned pretty quick with that? You do learn quick uh, because when, when money's involved, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, you're sitting there. Okay, you got to pay the food suppliers for this, and you're running for this, or I'm out of this, and uh, you 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 learn pretty quick where the balance is because yeah. because as as the owner, one of your priorities day in and day out is your food cost. You know, is how how much am I spending for whatever the product yep. is? And uh, I wonder if that's why Blacks, you know, Blacks Barbecue when they were open, mm-hmm. it, they would yeah, just yeah. have an X amount of food, and when it was gone, they were done that's for the it. day. He sold out. That's yep. And so they didn't have to worry about any waste. And then they also knew. I'm I'm guessing they probably knew. Hey, if we sell, you know, X hundred fifty pounds of meat. We're gonna make this much yeah, money. They, they've got that equation. I'm good with that. But I bet when they start, I bet when they started or anybody started, it was they sat on leftovers, right? You don't just open up. Uh, yeah. Well, he came from he had a, he had a pedigree, like he had a right. restaurants already, so people kind of followed him. But my right. thing was, I'm like, man, you're leaving so much on the table. Why would you not? When you know every night you're selling out two hours before closing time, why would you not cook two? Cook a, little, cook, a, cook a little more, you Stay know. Stay open a little later. Yeah. Well, but but that, that, that also drives that hunger demand. for I'll be there tomorrow. Yes. No, I'll get it right. tomorrow. False, I'll be there earlier tomorrow. False demand. <laughs> yeah. We talk about that with bourbon the same way. You know, when they only release so many bottles of X bourbon, they might have tons of that stuff still. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's No, you've rare. created your own commodity you at that point. That's false right. demand, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so that lasted in uh, Pennsylvania about eight or nine years. Yeah, something like that. And I? then you wanted to come home or well, you hung I out did. for a bit? Uh, I, I moved back here. My father had gotten uh, pretty ill at the time and uh, sure. just, just you know, 
family pulled me back and uh, moved back here and uh, started back here. And actually, the first job I got was uh, at Western Sizzling down there in Clemson. Uh, just, you know. And are we in the 90s at this point? We are. Okay. And, uh, mid, late, mid, mid to late 90s and uh, uh, worked for, for Simon for a number of years and, and learned a whole lot from him. And sure. I, and then looking back, I look at those experiences as learning experiences. Yeah, of course. Because from every one of them, I learned something interesting. Right. Uh, you probably definitely learned the buffet style of that business, I would guess, yeah. versus what you had in Pennsylvania. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, you learn. I, I, I can remember him sitting on the phone every Sunday making an order and 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 literally jewing down over a penny or two pennies for those big baked potatoes and stuff, you know. <laughs> and I mean I remember that. How how it, yeah, they were great. Those football sized potatoes. Yeah. You yeah. know, how how uh, how great it, it was. He just hassled everybody for, for every penny it seemed like. And uh but you talk about waste and, you know, preparing that food and then, you know, the leftover chicken or whatever it was, you That's know, right. you know, some of it you just you know, it goes in the trash can, yep. and uh, it's hard to account for that. Would you yeah. ever find yourself working in that current position and going, if I just would have known that five years ago, we'd have made <laughs> 20 more grand annually? Exactly. Or, yeah. <laughs> if I'd have known then. That, yeah, no, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I think we all find ourselves in that. When we step outside of our own industry and work for somebody else, it's like, oh, yep. I thought I could do it this way. <laughs> right. we, we didn't know any other option. There was no other guy in there to give you uh, ideas or things like that yep. when you're doing it on your own. Well, you know, we talk about this a lot on the podcast where we say your best education is going to be working for somebody, even if that has to be for free. You know, true, especially in, right. in the food industry, like the way you learn that industry is to go work in it and see what he's talking about when the guy's ordering the stuff and he's doing this or certain things that he does in a certain way. Like that's how you learn that. You're not going to let you, I don't care how much schooling you have. I don't care if you go to culinary school, whatever. You're not going to learn how to run the business like it needs to be run That's until exactly. you get in there right. and do it. That's right. I'll, I'll give you an example just this week, and, and you may remember uh, uh, Fats down at Seneca, Ernie, sure. that, that ran in. I, I ran across him, and he was a, a, a huge help to me. And, it, and you'll find in that type of business, most restaurant owners will help you if you ask them. You know, they, they'll yeah. they'll give you advice. You know, because they understand what you're the what struggle. you're going. Yeah, they understand the struggle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just it just getting information and education from people that have been down that road, yeah. so you don't reinvent the wheel or think you have to reinvent the yep. wheel. And Ernie and I were talking just about that, and 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 you know, of course, when when he had fats and it was running as the operating manager, it was. Very successful and, yeah. and very good, and uh, it didn't take long for it to go downhill quite, yeah. quite quickly. And it did, very noticeably. Yeah, Sa mm -hmm. sadly, but yeah. it did. So how important are relationships in your industry? They're critical. Yeah. I mean, they, they really are because, you know, they people, Love it. you know, you pull for each other because if, if you do well, I'll probably do well. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's uh, – you know, with the with the pizza place down there in Seneca, when you look down there at the, at, at Ron's Little Pigs Barbecue, Ron and I became good friends, and and again, good help, and and Ernie at Fats, and yep. the different places right there within walking distance. Sure. Yep. We all benefited. You know, that's right. <laughs> you know? I, I've I've said this for years. Competition breeds revenue, because if I do it better than my competitor, my competitor is not going to stay lesser. 
they're going to find a way to try to be better than me. Yeah. And when they supersede me, yep. I'm going to try and find a way to do better than the next guy that just passed them up. Yeah. Competition is not a bad thing. Yeah. Right. What is it? Tides rise all boats. <laughs> Greed is good. Something like that. There's a bunch of them. But I'm yeah. glad to hear you say relationships are important in that industry because I feel that relationships are important in all industries. They really are. You know, money is not made without relationships, period. Right. I mean, you, you, bottom line. You can't be an island out there. You and, cannot. And, 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 nope. And I, uh, uh, Frank Pisano's, uh, be, and I became good associates. Uh, we actually took... Uh, certified training class in Greenville together and uh, sat at the same table. And again, you know, an, another guy with his experience and wisdom yeah. that that had so much to offer. You know, he's another one that, that really started at the bottom and ground his way up to the top. I mean, I remember when he was next to Please You. Yeah, with a little... In Bountyland, a little tiny... Dessert sandwich place. It was... <laughs> before it was in Gabby's, you know, it was in a in a place right oh, beside yeah, Please. Little, little small, tiny... Small, small. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he, no, we all love Pisanos today. So we, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he went from like a little Italian place to like what you would think of as a nice date night place now. Oh yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. Van Gilly story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly the same story. So you hung out at Western for a little bit. Yep, and then and then what'd you do after that? Went into propane business. Believe it. <laughs> back in sales though. Well, I was in more in marketing. I was a trainer, right. uh, which I had done a lot in the in the cable industry. But I was in uh, sales, marketing, and uh, had thirteen districts in in North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, and Georgia. Sure. And uh, so again, I traveled around. I mean, I basically stayed here at home, but every day or stayed out over once or twice a week. Yeah. So are you married at this point? You got yeah, kids? Yeah, all of that's happening. So was part of your decision, and I'm very curious about this, was part of your decision to switch industries to give you more time at home? It was. Or were you getting, did you feel getting burned out in that food industry? Well, uh, it, it, a little bit of that. You know, I just, I wasn't going any further than I was. Mm. And, and I, did, I needed more. Stag, stagnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just needed more, you know. Uh, the owners were great and everything, but I was I was at the top of where I was going to be. Yeah, and uh, that happens. You know, mm -hmm. I just I just needed more for for myself personally. So. No you know, it's, you know, it's awesome about that too is the good owners want you to go do that. They'll help you. They'll oh help, yeah, they'll help yeah. you leave. You know, they know they know you can't just mm -hmm. that's be right. Stagnant. I forever. never got upset with any employee that wanted to leave our corporation. Yeah. to better themselves. Yeah, whether it was money, location, time, yeah. whatever their motivation was, if yeah. I was sold. That they were doing it for their well, benefit, then I was fine with what that. What you also knew was if they're a go getter and you just couldn't afford to give them any more, you want to help them because you know that's going to be a good contact for you now. Somewhere at some point. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You know they're going to go do big things and one day, sure, you still got that contact. It'll, sure. come, it'll come back. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it'll it come will, back. It will come back. And, and we've got the, this tool now that we didn't have back then or in my early yeah. years either. That's too easy to contact some <laughs> right. of your old friends sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with you, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story. So I went and spoke to our local, uh, <clears throat> what is it? Career uh, Center. Career Center, students. yeah. I went to speak to some Career Center students this, this week. And one of the things I told them while I was there is I was like, look, look around. I said, the guy beside you or in front of you or behind you, they're going to be on county council. They're going to be, you know, selling you know, millions of dollars worth of real estate. They're going to be, they're going to be doing these things that you would never think that they could do. Mm -hmm. I said, and the same for you. I said, you know, they probably think you're a loser or whatever right now, but one day you're going to be in another chapter of your life 
And I said, you're going to look around and you're going to be like, man, I went to school with him. I went to school with him, you know, and I'm sure you have the same experiences, yep, right? Sure. Like That's everybody. <laughs> and so, I, you know, it goes back to the whole contact thing. Mm-hmm. Like just because you're in a certain chapter of your life, although you might work for that person one day. That's right. You know, you never know. So That's right. So how long were you were you satisfied with doing marketing still before you really wanted to do something different? Well, uh, probably I think it was about five or six years on that, on that deal, and uh, you know enjoyed it. And the company was taken over, and a lot of things happened way out of our control that uh, that that affected us peons in the in, sure. the, in the company. Uh, and uh, they were, they were a company owned by UGI, which is a utility up north and uh they changed a lot of things and uh the writing was on the wall that uh we we probably weren't going to exist much longer understood Uh, so you looked for a new opportunity at this point i did and uh you know uh well actually now you're talking about the recession of 08 kind of okay okay uh, uh you know which uh uh, housing crisis and all yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was a, you know for a lot of a lot of us it was a tough time. I mean, uh, sure was. I was able to uh, become a general manager at Wendy's, uh, first son management uh, out of Clemson, and uh, started off training in Seneca, and then they moved me to or I had the Anderson store there on eighty five, and then they moved me to uh, the Clemson location right across from the corporate office, which was. Uh, <laughs> that was tough. They always had their eyes. On, they always had their eyes on you. Well, the the owner and, and the vice presidents of marketing, et cetera, all came in at lunch just about every day. So you really had to be on your on, on your A game. game. Make sure it's nice you know, and clean. Everything. Right, yeah. I mean, everything had to be everything had to be right every day. Sure. Uh, yep. You know, I could I could remember the owner, and he had fifty three locations, but a, but a great guy. I'm gonna just say that right up front. But he uh, one day he called me and said. It was a little raining outside, dark. He says, David, are, are we open today? And he knew full well we were. That's right. I said, yes, sir. Why, why, Joe? He said, your light's not on outside. It's a little raining. I said, yes, sir. No problem. I'll take care of it. But That's attention to detail. Yeah, yeah. They, they, don't, they didn't miss a trick. I mean, they drive That's through awesome. the drive through, make sure the, the menu board was right and the poster's in the right place and all of that sure. stuff. Make sure they could hear, <laughs> hear the speaker properly. And so all you that. found your, your way back to your passion, which was food. Yep. Right? Yep. But corporate may not have been what you wanted to, to land on, it right? That's different. Uh, again, another step, a learning, uh, having to go in on Monday mornings like at 4 o'clock in the morning to do inventory. Yeah. You know, you're in a place, you're in the refrigerator counting every dressing, every sauce cup and everything in there. And uh, mm. just really appreciated the value of food oh, yeah. cost. And back day. then it was tighter than ever because of 0708, right? Oh, it was brutal. I mean, that, that, was, <laughs> that was a different time in America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we hadn't, our generation had never seen anything like that. Yeah. And it happened like, like that. Yep. I was watching the movie uh, The Big Short the other day. Yeah, which yep. is exactly what. The- oh my gosh! If you have not seen the movie The Big Short, go get yourself an education. Yeah, when you watch, when you watch that movie, it's basically about the guys that shorted that crisis. They saw they, they saw it coming before the bank saw it coming. Now, in that movie, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they driving around in Florida? Didn't they actually take like some of these? So I watched something one I don't time. Remember. Maybe it was a documentary, but it was basically of the same guys. And what they were doing was 
you know, the, the idea behind 2008, the reason it happened is because they were wrapping up good loans with bad loans. That's right. They're wrapping them up in one big deal and selling them to the banks. Bundles. Yep. Mm-hmm. They bundle them all together. Well, these guys that basically shorted this and made a ton of money on the crash was looking at these loans and they would still drive around and to these bad loans that they would find in there and drive around and go see if the people were at the house or see if they're, you know, up, oh, that's up. Right. and so they were literally driving around Florida and like everything was vacant. Yeah. Like it was all this stuff and they're like, man, something bad something is getting, is fixing getting to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Look, so I, I did that same thing when I remember driving in a brand new BMW coupe down Michigan Avenue in downtown Chicago and I just bought five houses in the suburb, oh, yeah. suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, this is your 2008 story. With, Yikes. With, <laughs> within, this was probably 2006, six, seven. And within 11 months, mm. filed bankruptcy for the first time, my only time in my life. Wow. But there was no holding on to five houses in 2008. There was yeah. no money. Nothing. There were bad loans. Banks were collapsing. Yeah. So did the housing market. Which yeah. is why we had that crisis. I mean, they were giving you... Which I don't know if you were a bad lender necessarily. You probably had plenty no, of money to pay. It, it wasn't about that, but you, at that time you have a you have a choice to make. And yeah. it was tough because not only do you have a moral obligation, yeah, because you signed your name to that paperwork to say I'm going to pay for that. But when you look at the end game, yeah, like I didn't have any other debt. Yeah, my other houses were paid for. All my vehicles were paid for. The only debt I had was the five investment that properties. So we picked the right chapter. Yeah, to file. And I think every millionaire in their life has filed bankruptcy at some point. Yeah. It's not, a business. not every millionaire. It's, a, it's right? a business strategy. But it truly is. And at that time, I had a choice to make. And I made the choice to let the residential yep. Chicago market collapse. I will tell you, and to, you know, for the young folks that may be listening that didn't experience 2008, you know, maybe because they weren't in their financial era of their life or whatever, 2008, seven maybe, I was unemployed. I got laid off, unemployed, and um, going through a divorce. Needed to refinance my house, and had some. I had they. We closed on my dining room table. They were so eager to give me a loan that I didn't even have to go to the bank. <laughs> they came. The whole reason. That's exactly why it <laughs> the happened. whole reason the collapse happened. Exactly. It's exactly what happened. When the teller at the bank has got a Porsche. Yeah, in a $400,000 house as the teller, yeah. you know we're in, fixing to be in trouble. I had no income. Because banks are making yeah. bank at this time. I had no income, and they were still so willing to close this deal. They came to my house. I signed the papers on my table. That's insane. Because <laughs> I didn't have a job. I didn't have nothing to do all day. My head's going to explode. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's, what David did right after that, which I, most of our local... Uh, people will know. Yeah. And then what his plans are for the future, which is really exciting. (laughs) Stay tuned. Let's face it. Shopping for insurance can be time consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? All right, we're back with David Shugart, but that's not actually how you pronounce it. What's the correct pronunciation of Shugart? Shugart. Sugart. David Sugart. Sugar with a T on it. But anybody that knows David would probably call him Mr. Shugart. 
not Mister. They call me. It would be Shugart, but not Mister. <laughs> so, so on the break, we were talking. You're you're at Wendy's at this point. You know, you're you're running your butt off then, and and maybe it's just like, eh. What's next? Well, uh, yeah, that it, I was looking, I was researching, and I I was I had a a plan or felt like a game plan. And and that was to own my own business and do my own thing, and and it was in the food business and and research looked at and scouted out a, a number of places. Uh, so it, were, you, were you at this point? Were you like, were you like talking to owners and see if somebody wanted to sell, or were you wanting to start from scratch, or like were you, or maybe both? Like, were and you, how old are you at this time? Are you in your forties, your thirties? I think I'm fifty. I think At I'm this right, time, right, okay. right, forty, awesome. yeah, you know, something, you know, awesome. A young fifty. Oh, <laughs> Listen, we're almost fifty, so we you we get be. it, we get it. Sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I was research and and a, a good friend of of mine and and my family for all my life, John Powell. Uh, oh, we love John. Yeah, um, he he knew knew my wishes and wants or whatever, and he's actually the one that I mean, I'd looked at. I may remember Betty's Hungry House down there, oh, yeah. now Demas Brothers. I yeah. looked, looked at that place, and, you know, the numbers didn't work in my favor kind of thing. And, uh, uh, you know, but John connected me with uh, 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 Dr. Hassan, who owned Old Town Pizza Buffet, and uh, we put the dots together and uh, made it happen. And, and Mr. Thrift was the landlord. And, uh, now, it's the same location there, kind of near where Skins is today, that same yeah. that's been there for a decade or more. Yeah, yeah. And then when you were looking at the business, was it about numbers or was it about you having the opportunity to work for yourself and getting out from some, under somebody else? Well, it, it both. I th- you know, I think, you know, as I had learned over the years, you, you look at it and you want to be your own person, your own boss, your own business, but at the same time, the numbers have to work. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you, you have to make them work. Uh, you still got to put food on your own table, not you, just everybody you, else's. That's right. right. Uh, you know, you have to, you know, and, 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 you know, we scouted it out, sat out in the parking lot, counted cars and customers going in and out and that kind of stuff, and, you know, went in there and ate a time or two, and, you know, just... He was grunting it out. <laughs> you know, you, you got to do got to. Props to you. You got to. You got to do awesome. your homework. That's I mean, right. you know, if you don't, you're just, you're just, you shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yep. you're just, you know, you, you if you don't, you're just, you're right. out of luck. And, That's uh, right. And, and, you know, John got us together, and, and we made it happen, and, uh, and uh, you know... Uh, basically, when when I took it over, you have two choices: you, you close down and just start over, fire everybody, rehire everybody, do whatever, mm-hmm. or do you go in there and say, "Let me get a feel for how this operation sure. works and stuff," and, and then maybe try to change it a little bit to fit your your exactly your wants, you exactly because you. You know, you don't, I mean, most people don't just start and say, well, I could afford to close for six months or what have you. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you still got bills to pay yeah. and uh, mouths to feed, like you say. Well, not only that, you don't want to turn away those customers that you may have already, too. The regulars. Exactly. Yeah, the regulars. Exactly. And, uh, you know, got in there and, and got a feel for who could work or who wanted to work. And, uh, you know, uh, 
move forward from there. And, uh, and I guess you probably came up with your own processes that you liked better than maybe what was going on or recipes or did you kind of change some of that stuff too to kind of fit your style? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it you, you know, when you're in there all day, every day, it doesn't take long to realize this this ain't working. Yeah, you know there there's there's a there's a reason nobody's in here. There's a reason I don't have but one employee at this time of day. Yeah, you know that's uh, you know while employees can be great, they also could be a problem. But if you that's don't right. if you don't have any employees, you don't have any customers. Uh, that's yep, right. Yep. Uh, in that business, for sure. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's not. Give me a business with no overhead and no employees, and I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck. I'll take that, one. Right. that makes money uh, <laughs> twenty four yeah. hours a day while we sleep. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. That's a business that I want. No overhead, no employees. But that wasn't the case. So no. you have to, and you've done it your whole life up to this point. That's that, right. You yeah. know, it kind of led up to you knowing all you need to know already. Yep. On felt how to run felt like I had a good start on it. I mean, you know, you you. I'd spent a lot of time hiring and firing people, so you know, way too familiar with that process. Yep. But uh, but that is a necessary evil in the business. Let's uh, talk about that for a second because turnover is a real thing, and there is a number of of dollars attached to training a new person. Big time. So, <laughs> and I'm sure in your industry, turnover is a big thing. Like uh, it yes. happens more times than not. Oh yeah, it's it's huge, and uh, I, I guess in, in the connections that I have, the people that I know, I was real fortunate because part of my strategy, if you will, was it was a is a good first job for a lot of high school kids or college yep. kids. Okay. It, it wasn't. It's not a career for sure. for any of those people. Sure. It was for me, but it wasn't, you know, necessarily right. for you. But I need good quality people. I just need you to show up. Yep. You that, know, that don't have bad habits necessarily. That don't have bad habits. We'll train you how I want it done. Uh, and if I know your Smart. parent, if I know your parents. It's a plus. All the plus. Don't even call your dad. Uh, you know. And, and, <laughs> I can see it now. Why are you even behaving? Why? <laughs> I, I could I could tell you uh, uh, one lady in particular. Uh, she saw me badly. Like, you need to hire my daughter. I said, okay. And who is she? Okay, we got the introduction. I'm gonna need your number. <laughs> and, and this girl worked through for me. This young lady worked for me through high school, through college. She went to College of Charleston, came home at Christmas, came home at summer, worked for me during those breaks. That's awesome. And just got the other day, we went to her baby shower. Her and one of my managers are getting married uh, and getting ready to have a baby and stuff. Matchmaker, too. That's why she kept coming home to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is okay. <laughs> the pizza. But, uh, but, you know, it, it I, and I had a couple of them that, that worked through high school and, and worked through college and, uh, 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 you know, yeah. st still talk with them occasionally. But, Good kids, I knew their parents, and that was, sure. uh, you know, that, that just that makes, makes a lot of sense. It makes a big difference, and and they're good, you know, good young people, and and uh, very dependable, reliable, trustworthy. Uh, sure, yeah, which was huge. I mean, so, what was some of the biggest struggle? Like, what was the biggest hurdle you had to get over once you signed the paperwork, and now it's yours? What What was like? What kept you up at night? Um, good question. I, I think. The the day to day, am I doing the right thing? Am I headed in the right direction? You yeah. know, because when when I, when I say when I first got it working eighty ninety hours a week, 
I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, you You know, and I'm talking from sweeping, mopping the floors, the bathrooms, and whatever needs to be done in between. You know, trying to figure out how you're going to market this business. You know, you know where where was my niche? And and you know, as we, you know, the marketing slogan of spray it and pray for it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, spray and pray. This, you know, that that that's one strategy. But you know, there's a. You know, you you've got to you've got to narrow it down because there's all sure. kind of people out there that want your advertising dollar, whether it's radio, That's or right. TV, newspapers, da 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 da. And you it's know. funny you're trying to put a new business in in your world together, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, you support my business because you're a new business." <laughs> we had the same thing in two businesses that I've opened before, same exact thing, and I was like, "Well, how much money have you spent with me?" Because I'll match you dollar for dollar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, let me shop real quick. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, you know if that's the case, but you know don't complain about what you don't have if you hadn't put in the work. Exactly right because what you're saying about cleaning toilets and mopping floors, tons of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast, and every one of them are going to go, "Yes, yeah, we get it." And if you're well, not if you're not putting in that kind of work, well, what I also want you front, to know front end is if you aspire to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you aspire to be an entrepreneur because you want to be on a beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. <laughs> it takes a minute. <laughs> it takes a minute. It takes a lot of minutes. It takes a spray and practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I wonder with you is if, say, say you would have you would have been in the pizza business 20, 20 years earlier, would you have tried to like open multiple stores and then put those, you know, those people that were key folks for you make those managers. And would you, cause I know you were in the corporate world and you understood how that worked. Like yeah. you think that would have been something you would have opened your mind to? I, I actually, we had discussed it and, uh, uh, some few years into it, uh, my, you know, I, I'm all about team building and, and, and Linda, my wife and I, a great team. She's one of those that, that yeah. keeps me grounded, you know, because I've got ideas. I want to do this. Yeah. I want to do this. She's like, hold on a second. <laughs> She's like raining me in sometimes. I got one of those. And uh, thank goodness. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I look back and I go, phew, because uh, she, she's a lot lot smarter than I am. Uh, but, uh, but we actually went out to Vegas to the pizza show. Which was an unbelievable There's a pizza show. That would be awesome to go to. I want to go to a pizza <laughs> show. Let, let me tell you, it's, oh, in Vegas. Yes, yeah. it's six football fields under one roof, and it is of nothing but pizza and <gasps> pizza and, ovens, pizza cutters, pizza, pizza trucks, <laughs> pizza equipment, pizza everything, and and you walked around all day and ate pizza. I mean, from salmon pizza to whatever kind of pizza, shrimp pizza. You I'm know. in. Shrimp pizza? It, it was unbelievable. I mean, you just ate all day long. As long pizza. as they have beer, beer nearby, I'm, I'm down. You know, it, 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 was, uh, it was an experience. And, and one of my dreams or wishes at the time was a pizza food truck, yeah. I think. Probably a good idea that I didn't go down sure, that road, sure. you know. But uh, but but it was an education experience and a learning. Yeah, you find experience. yourself getting overwhelmed at that, like because sometimes too much information is a problem. It, yeah, and yeah. six football fields of opportunity would be a problem for this guy. Yeah, me. It, it is. It's a, it was amazing. I mean, you know, and they had the contest with pizza tossers and guys that make their own flour and. You know, you see him on TV, this Tony G, I can't even say his last name, Tony G, but uh, world-famous pizza maker. And, I mean, he makes great pizzas, you know. But, uh, you know, they're making pizzas with a sunny side up 
egg on yeah. it and all this kind of stuff. I mean, just you, any imagination you got on a pizza, it's, it's there. there. But, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, you, you again, reining it back in and looking at do what you do, do it well. There you you know, just just keep it simple, stupid. The yeah. old kiss theory, it does it, you know. There's so many gold nuggets already <laughs> today. This has been crazy good. Well, I think, too, for you, like, you you appealed to the masses. Oh, we did. You know, you weren't trying to just hit that one little uh, pizza niche that of, of high-end, whatever, you know, exclude the – you're like, no, I want everybody to eat pizza. We're going to try to make enough of it where you can just come right in Grab you some slices. During this time, David, what were your what were your measurables? Like, how did you define success in your industry at that time? Was it purely at the end of the day, I'm in the black? Or was it my turnover's X, my profit's X? Yeah, I, I, I was, you know, I, I really am a big believer, and it, I, I'm sure it comes from my sports background, but we built a strong team, and, 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 uh, you know, I didn't bat a thousand in my hires, but I got pretty daggone good at it. Uh, and depending on, and I had to work with, uh, you know, I had kids that were cheerleaders, football players in high school, and band and ROTC and stuff. So I had to work scheduling with scheduling nightmare is yeah, what I'm hearing. But but I, I worked with them because they were worth it. Uh, you know, and, and it was worth yep. it to, to my business. Because again, they, they were dependable. They did a great job, great attitude, great customer service, and that—that's that, what it was about for us. You know, Kyle said, you know, I did deal with the masses. I mean, I did career days at, at elementary schools and a number of things with just about every school, from you know West Oak, Wallace, Seneca, et cetera. And and we, you know, we would have you know literally hundreds of people in there. We'd make. I mean, pizza's just coming out like crazy, and uh, and that was the rush. I mean, you know, that was the stacking them in there. You know, when you when you could sit back and go at the end of the shift or whatever, yeah. when it finally, you know, you got to break it. Damn, that was awesome. Was that <laughs> what, how many how many pies? Or do we call them pies? How many pies do you make in a busy day? Did uh, you did you make? Did you count them? Five hundred, six hundred. Woo. You know, I mean, I hey. thought you were going to say like fifty. See the way he had six or eight or ten on on the buffet at any given time, yeah. like, and them things five hundred fast. You know what's crazy is I, you know, if you think about it, like the oven, because would you had an oven that had like the conveyor on it? Right? Two two ovens, well, top stackable ovens. The things like printing money. Like every time a pizza spit out the end, it's like. You know, you could almost quantify how much money that was. Now, we yeah. talked about this, and, and I think listeners will find it curious, if you don't mind talking about it uh, on the air, what's your profit margin generally in the food industry? And then what was your profit margin in the pizza shop? Well, uh, good question. Fair question. You know, that's one of the things that I really got uh, in, in, in education with at, at Wendy's. Um, you know, and, and, of course, they were a franchise, which – basically means you had to pay Wendy's corporate 4% of your sales to have a... Allocation or whatever. The, log, the logo and the rights to use yeah, the name. Yeah, and the, the commercials that, that, you know, LeBron or sure. whoever, whoever selling the hamburgers on national TV and stuff, and you had to put the posters up a certain way mm-hmm. in a certain window and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, but, but you know, a, a good rule of thumb for the food industry, like a Wendy's or McDonald's, and not, all of them are about the same, is around 8 to 10% profit margin. That's after, 
your taxes, your insurance, your labor, your food costs, all of that. Real estate's paid for. Everything's paid for. You know, all your bills are paid for. And that's one of the reasons that that's a that's a slim margin of profit when you when you break it down. You know, you you know, and, and. and, and you, let's say a, a Wendy's is open. Well, now they're open for breakfast, I think. But, uh, you know, you're open from, you know, 10.30 in the morning till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And, mm-hmm. and, you let, know, me, let me ask you this. You don't have to answer if you don't want. Sure. But what is, a, what is top line? What does a Wendy's restaurant do in a month? They'll, they'll do, well, in a year, I can tell you, easier, yeah. four, four or five million dollars. Top line. Yeah. And so you're saying you get four percent of that at the end goes in the owner's pocket. Goes to franchise. Goes to the oh four percent. Go, ten eight to ten percent goes in the owner's pocket. Right. Four percent goes to corporate allocation. Right. That's four hundred sixteen thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Top line. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. But ten yeah. percent. That's still four four thousand five thousand. I don't. I don't. It'd be. Yeah. No. No. It'd be more than that. That'd be one percent. That's right. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Before, it'd be 40 it's grand. worth it be 40, if, if you own the franchise. It'd be 40 grand a month. I'm yeah. terrible at numbers on the no, spot. No, it'd be 40 grand a month, 40 grand a month to the owner after everything's paid. Yeah. You know, your your yeah. salary, everybody's salary, the yeah. food, the pretty good. Real estate. Your, your regional Not directors bad. and all of and that. And then well, if you got 53 of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. yeah. But, hey, but, that's a but, but keep in mind the <laughs> unexpected expenses. Of you're course. right. You're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make it sound glorious. <laughs> My cooler broke down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. The air conditioner doesn't work. <laughs> There's a um, the, the guy who owns um, Panda Express. Yeah. That's not a franchise. He owns. 2016 he, stores. He created his own. But never franchised. But People franchise think, it. oh, there's Pan Express here, and yeah, if you yeah. see more than three, oh, they're it's mall. automatic. They're like in every mall. Franchise, but it is not. He owns every single one of them. Yeah. That's now, pretty phenomenal. I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but they did like $96 million a year. Yeah. 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 And then he doesn't have to pay 4% to anybody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, he gets 14% in his pocket versus can you 10. Im- can you imagine the real estate play that is in 2000 prime yeah. locations? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Golly day. I have learned more about food than I wanted to know. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Makes you hungry. Can you eat pizza today? I, I love pizza. Okay. I, I mean, I love it. Uh, I mean, yeah. Me too. I, I don't eat it like I did. Take, sure. You know, 25 pounds less today. Nice. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I but, but it's easy to grab a slice or two, whatever you walk by it kind of thing. I sure. Mean, so when, you, when you're thinking this, and is it Linda? Yes, and and you're you're pitching Linda. Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> She's been nothing but supportive. Yes. Before you signed the paperwork to purchase, did you have an exit strategy in mind, or was it just acquiring the business? It was just, at the time. It was just acquiring and and uh, figuring out how to run it. Yeah, you know, because uh, you know, it wasn't. I didn't have an exit strategy. Now, as the years went by, and and you know, it. it uh, as I often said, when you know people that still come up to me, I hate that you sold that place. It's like, yeah, well, I didn't want to die in it. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It, it, it. I loved it, and uh, you know, it was a good living. But I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to be there on the floor one That's day right. when you yeah. walked in. That's you know? right. That's uh, right. So, so, at what point did you say, "Honey, <laughs> I think it's time to get out"? <laughs> Well, I would say she was more into that than I was. <laughs> she, she retired. Said, she retired before you did. Yeah, she she retired before I did, and and she, uh, 
she did not care for the restaurant business. Uh, uh, that, I don't blame her. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I mean, she was very supportive and, and did a lot of stuff behind the scenes with the Facebook and the marketing side and, and batting ideas around and that kind of thing. But she didn't want to be there every day dealing with it. it that, hurt her. that was not her cup of tea. It wasn't. It didn't hurt her feelings <laughs> if it was not. Now, did y'all go into this as a partnership, yeah. a husband yeah. and wife? And, yeah. and so this is what we got. We have to do to make it work. Yeah. Y'all shared mopping duties and all. Well, I, I, no, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, bet you did it at home too. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that you know that's what you know we, we joke about it today, but you know it. And, and she said, you're not going into the restaurant business again because uh, I was open seven days a week, and I was there seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And it really voids any home life you may have. It does. I yeah. mean, it just is. Entrepreneurship it, in general does. Just, yeah. It's just non-existent. I mean, you know, you if you worked all day, you come home and you're like, ah, oh, man, yeah. I'm yeah. dead. You yep. know, and, that's not fair either way. Yeah, um, I get you know, it. You, you don't want to fail, but, it, you know. It, so were you approached? For an exit, or did you pitch an exit? Well, you know, uh, interesting story on that. I, I and you, you can share how how no, detailed yeah. you want to get, or you can hide yeah. whatever. No, but, no, yeah. it, it's okay. no 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 problem. Uh, COVID happened. Um, oh, <clears throat> yeah, forgot about COVID. Mm-hmm. I hate to mention you talk about a. I know it's five letter word, but you yeah, know, no it's, it's no a dirty doubt. five letter word. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it really changed. Uh, it changed. Business. I mean, people people couldn't come out. I had to put up stanchions, ropes around the buffet, serving people their pizza on their plate. So we came up with a take and bake where we gave you a pizza making, you take it home, and gave you an instruction sheet yeah. how to cook it. And yeah, but David, think of how many lives you saved. <clears throat> <laughs> and I mean, you know, you, you, you really do what you can do. To, to get through it, to get by. And, I mean, we, we battled it for a solid year. Yeah. Did you guys open the drive through window? The drive through window was a – we had had it, you know, oh. and that was a huge plus, obviously, uh, for, for, you know, people that come through and <coughs> – excuse me. Um, but uh, well, I, I had been talking, and, I you know, I, I guess probably me, I was getting burnt out, frustrated, you know, with the whole thing because it was hardly a day that went by that somebody, one of my employees called, boss, I can't come in, I've got COVID. Well, there's two weeks he or she is out and trying to juggle, trying to make it, trying to, trying to get through it all. <clears throat> but I had, uh, you know, basically – to some of the vendors and stuff, and uh, passed the word. You know, I'm 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 about done. You know, this mm-hmm. just beat me up. And uh, uh, the guy that worked on my refrigeration, he called me and he said, uh, he said, David, I somebody talking to me and wants to know if you if, you, if you're okay me uh, giving your number to him. And I said, sure. You know, and uh, uh, John and on Joe's New York Pizza, we mm-hmm. made contact and. Uh, we had talked about three years earlier uh, down at his place in Clemson. And, uh, of course, times were real good. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was, That's right. you know, everything was rock solid, going great. And I'd thrown out a number that was probably ridiculous on hindsight, you, you got, know. You got to, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so John and I got to talking and we, and we put, put it together and, and just, you know, and uh, I mean, Linda and I, I mean, there wasn't a day that goes by. We didn't, didn't pray to the good Lord to, Give us a sign. Show us a yeah. direction. You know, we, right. we, you know, we didn't know. We didn't. We didn't know. I mean, nobody knew what was COVID. That's right. You know, I mean, it was just talk. You know, you, you didn't know. And uh, 
got a call and we put the put it together and made it happen and uh awesome. you know uh, john basically got it for his son and uh you know they're doing well there they yep. shut down for about six or seven months remodeled it and it's real nice in there and and, and things are going good for them so. you know i, I forgot go ahead no you go ahead i forgot you had a drive through there yeah can you tell me give me a breakdown of what percentage of business was on the floor to out the window because I've always been told <clears throat> in the food industry, drive-throughs will be one hundred percent profit. Well, <laughs> that's a lie. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, but now the drive-through was very beneficial. Um, uh, and and keep in mind, in my place, being a buffet, people wanted to come in there and, and eat a lot you until know? they were Fair stuffed. <laughs> yeah, but 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 a been lot there. a lot of people picked up a pizza or two and kept going, and, and it, it was. You know, that was a plus. Now, I will say back in the, in the fast food industry, it's a, you know, at Wendy's, it's about 70, 75%. It's more than the walk in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's convenience. Yeah. And, and now, after COVID, it's probably even more. I was I, sure. reading the other day McDonald's is doing away with all the self serve drink stuff in their dining room. Nobody goes in the dining room anymore and eats. Yeah. You know, drinks. Well, they all have kiosks now, too. Have you been in McDonald's yeah. lately? Yeah. You know what's great about that? If I'm if I'm corporate McDonald's, I don't have to buy the real estate that I used to buy because I can fit a drive through McDonald's only in yeah. half the space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Almost what they call a ghost restaurant type thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because... Half the employees. Ha- yeah. Half everything. Yeah. Half, half the <laughs> amount of cleaning. Half the build cost. Yeah. Drive through only. Yep, that's crazy. There's some ice cream shops in the Midwest, and and that, you're starting to see them pop up. Like the shaved ice here, you'll see them in a little portable. Right, you is, know, is like ice cream shop is that code word for liquor store? <laughs> Drive through liquor stores in the Midwest. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but uh, the uh, ice cream shops they would just self support yeah. because it's just two girls in a window. That's yeah. It. And you're going to stand in line and wait for your food. You're not sitting down. Bantam Chef is another prime oh example yeah, of yeah, yeah. money on the road. That yeah. is a beauty. You know, <laughs> that and, is and a we're beauty. thankful to have the Chastains running yeah. Bantam Chef because that's just the best food. She's yeah. awesome. Quick. <laughs> they, no they, doubt. Yeah. She's another one that I that I got to know. At, uh, yeah. We would run into each other quite often at Save-A-Lot picking up stuff. And uh, I used to, you know, get a lot of my meat products from them that, that we cooked at, at, mm-hmm. the, at the restaurant. Uh, you know, it wasn't prepackaged meat kind yeah. of stuff. But what yeah. a concept, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I asked her one day, I said, you ready to retire? She said, I've been ready, but I'm not, I'm not going to yet. <laughs> hey, we're not done yet. Yeah. 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 Which is great. Those businesses, I mean, they are the, the fabric of America, right? Especially yeah. in a small town like this. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. Well, David, this has been great. So are you a reader at all? Do you read books? Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite quote you would share to somebody who is an entrepreneur and maybe afraid that he started too late in life or any advice you'd give somebody? I, it, it's, it's, it's really never too late to follow your passion, something that you truly enjoy and want to do. And I would encourage anybody to do it. And, and you know, People say, oh, it's a bad time. It's not, well, I don't know that there's ever a perfect time or if there is a bad time because with, with a lot of sweat equity, you could be successful yeah, at whatever sure. it is. And what's the best book you've ever read? Wow. Um, Unstoppable Prosperity, probably, by Charles Payne. Interesting. Hmm. I'll write that down. Yeah. 
unstoppable. And, and let me say it's the most recent one. That Understood. I, that, that but I, apparently the, it made an impact. Yeah, right? I've, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I enjoy watching him on Fox Business. And uh, okay, you know it. Uh, so you've worked your whole life. You've worked for yourself. You've worked for other people. You ended it out selling the last business you have. What's next for David Sugart? Um. Well, I'm getting ready to go to Florida for a couple there you of weeks. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all went to Alaska or something too, didn't well, you? Well, we had to cancel that trip oh. because of COVID. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, they, they put in a nice pool at the house. They just they just listen to life. So, yeah. so retirement is next. Yeah, I, th- I think so. You know, enjoy some grandbabies. Uh, that and and just uh, you know enjoy this next chapter of life. I'm, yep. I'm you know. I'm, I heard a well. Lou Holtz is, uh, had a speech one time, you know, and he said, you know, you know, just just get up in the morning. It's a great day. If you don't think it is, try to miss one. You know, and yeah. I, that's yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. just just it's it's not as bad as as a lot of people think, and you know, just just make it a great day. Yeah, for sure. You know. What a great ending. David, we want to thank you for spending time with us this afternoon here. Thank you. Had a blast. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode soon. Likewise. Enjoyed it. Guys, enjoyed it. Kyle, enjoyed it. Yep. We'll see you next time. See you.